Thank you for choosing Raising Foodies, the Babies podcast series launched in 2022. At Babies, we believe the weaning journey for your little ones should be fun and enjoyable to encourage them to have a positive relationship with food. We produce food for babies and our ingredients are 100% organic with no added salt, sugar or preservatives. Our range is veg-led with a variety of fantastic flavours. Available direct from our website or selected supermarkets. Hello and welcome to Raising Foodies, a podcast from babies and myself, Catherine Lipp, registered nutritionist and specialist in infant and early childhood nutrition. This podcast is here to provide you with evidence-based weaning advice and offer a helping hand to any parent who is embarking on the wonderful weaning journey. Hi and welcome to the next episode of our Raising Foodies podcast with me, Catherine Lipp, registered nutritionist and the company nutritionist for babies. Now in this episode, I'm going to be talking to you all about the important nutrients for your baby. Um, Now you might have heard the saying, food until one is just for fun. And whilst that is quite a catchy, sort of easy to remember phrase, it's not entirely true. Um, So of course, breast and formula milk are an ideal source of nutrition for your baby for the first six months of life. But after six months, when we start to approach weaning and we get going with our weaning journey, the breast or the formula milk or the combination of the two are not enough on their own to be able to meet your baby's full nutrition and development needs. And that's why weaning is important to get started around about six months and, and not delay it too much later than that. Because this is a period where your baby is um, a very rapid period of growth and development. So their body and their brain is developing at such a, a, a rapid rate and actually your baby's nutrition requirements and their energy requirements are higher per kilogram of body weight at this time than any other point in their life. So whilst that the milk is still really important for your baby, we do need to make sure that we are encouraging um, exploration of food um, from six months onwards so that we can try to get Um, those key nutrients in and top up some energy stores, top up as well some of those nutrient stores um, that your baby now needs extra of. Um, So I'm going to talk to you during this episode about some some important nutrients that I feel it's helpful to to focus on um, and this might help you then in kind of planning meals, planning your weaning meals for your baby. Um, And there's five key th- ones that I want to go through with you. Um, the first is iron. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about iron during this episode. I'm also going to focus on vitamin D, um, omega-3 fatty acids. I want to talk about energy and I'm also going to touch on zinc as well. So that's the five main ones that stand out that we need to perhaps just pay a little bit more attention to. Um, and it's good to know and to understand which foods will provide your baby with these nutrients. Um, in order to support this very rapid period of growth and development. 
So let's start with iron. Now iron is a mineral which is really important for your baby's development and your baby's nutritional requirements for iron will increase massively from around six months um, all the way up to two years and even a little bit beyond and that's because your baby is going through a very rapid period of growth at that time and particularly for their brain. Um, so actually iron deficiency is one of the most common nutritional deficiencies we see in babies and toddlers and babies or toddlers who are deficient in iron it may, we may find it has a knock-on effect with their cognitive development and also their physical development as well and that's because that's what iron does it's a mineral that supports your baby's physical growth but also their cognitive growth as well so their brain development and that's why it's really important Another reason it's really important to focus on, particularly during weaning, is because your baby will take iron stores from the mother... Um, particularly during that last trimester of pregnancy and they store that iron in their liver and that iron um, is is stored there to help support those nutritional needs right up until around six months but after six months we tend to find that those iron stores are starting to deplete Um, and of course this is affected by all sorts of things as well so if your baby was born prematurely and didn't have as much time to build up on those iron stores um, during pregnancy then they might need a little bit more iron sooner so um, that's why iron is a is a key nutrient a key mineral to focus on um, early on in the weaning process so once you have started to introduce a few single flavored vegetables to your baby during that first couple of weeks of weaning it's a really good idea to put some emphasis on iron rich foods and to make sure that you include them in your baby's diet regularly now in terms of what are iron rich foods um, there's two different categories almost that we can think about so you can have animal sources of iron which we refer to as heme iron and we can have vegetarian sources of iron which we refer to as non heme iron so your animal sources of iron that heme iron would come from things like red meats in particular um, beef and lamb and you can use slow cooked beef and lamb so it's really nice and soft and tender for your little one or you could use minced meat as well so minced beef or minced lamb um, would be a great source of iron for your babies liver is a fantastic source of iron Um, however liver also contains very very high levels of vitamin a which could be toxic for babies so liver is fine to introduce and as I say it's a brilliant source of iron however because of the very high levels of vitamin a we want to make sure we're not offering liver more than once a week um, so that's just a, a caveat to the, the liver there um, but other meats um, chicken turkey particularly the, the the darker cuts of chicken or turkey so the thighs or the legs they contain more iron um, eggs and some fish as well so sardines or tin tuna mackerel salmon they will all contain a little bit of iron The benefit of having iron from animal sources is that we absorb that iron from an animal source or we absorb that heme iron much more efficiently than we do from a vegetarian source. 
Now that's not to say that you can't meet iron requirements through a vegetarian diet because you can absolutely do that and vegetarian sources of iron would include things like uh, beans, pulses, lentils, chickpeas. There's some really great fortified breakfast cereals which are low in salt and sugar so they're very suitable for babies Um, and you'll know if that your breakfast cereal is fortified because it will it will say in the ingredients list and also on the nutritional information whether the iron is there so you can check that also nuts and seeds as well are really good sources of iron so if you're using kind of smooth nut butters or ground nuts um, sesame seed in particular is a great source of iron so um, something like tahini or ground sesame um, seeds that you can sprinkle onto foods for your little one are a great way of topping up your baby's iron requirements so there are lots of ways that you can meet your baby's iron requirements through both uh, vegetarian and non-vegetarian foods there is in the show notes of this episode um, there's a summary document which really spells out which foods are good sources of iron and also how much iron is contained in each of those foods as well as what the specific iron requirements are for your baby now I'm not expecting you to go and weigh and measure every single milligram of iron that your baby has um, but it can be useful I think just to see those facts and figures down on paper as a reminder of which foods are good sources of iron um, and where your baby can meet their iron requirements so please do head to the show notes on our website for um, the list of those iron rich foods Um, a good tip with iron iron rich foods is to um, always try and combine a good source of vitamin c alongside your iron rich foods and the vitamin C in the iron are almost a bit like a lock and a key effect. So the vitamin C actually really helps with iron absorption. And vitamin C is contained in most fruits and vegetables. So really the message here is that if you are including an iron rich food, whether that's um, your beans, your pulses, your lentils, your nuts, seeds, um, or things like meats and fish and eggs, um, if you've got some fruits or vegetables alongside as well, they're going to go really well together and the vitamin C will help your baby absorb the iron that you're offering them in that meal. So that's a really great combination. Um, and so do try to focus on some of those iron rich foods from around six months onwards and include them regularly in your baby's weaning diet. So every day your baby should be having one or two uh, portions of iron rich foods if you can. <coughs> The next nutrient I want to talk to you about is a vitamin called vitamin D. And vitamin D is important for your baby's musculoskeletal development. So that's their bone strength and their bone development. Um, And while some foods do contain a little bit of vitamin D, so things like egg yolks or oily fish, um, some fortified foods like breakfast cereals or milk or yogurt might have vitamin D added. On the whole, we don't get enough vitamin D from food. Um, The main source of vitamin D is actually sunlight. And of course, with babies, we're very careful about how much sun exposure they have. Um, And for that reason, it's recommended that all babies take a vitamin D supplement from birth um, uh, of around 8.5 to 10 micrograms a day. Um, And that's particularly important for breastfed babies. If your baby is having formula milk and they are drinking more than 500 mils of formula, 
a day because the formula milk already has vitamin d added to it there's no need to give a vitamin d supplement on top Um, so specifically the vitamin d supplementation recommendation in the uk refers to breastfed babies from birth um, or babies who may be having less than 500 mils of formula milk breastfeeding women as well should also be taking a vitamin D supplement of 10 micrograms a day. Um, so if you are breastfeeding, your baby will get a little bit of vitamin D through the breast milk because you are supplementing, but it's still important for those breastfed babies to have their own vitamin D supplement um, of 8.5 to 10 micrograms a day from birth if they're having less than 500 mils of formula milk each day or if they are exclusively breastfed. And that recommendation applies actually all the way up to five years um, because vitamin D is something that's really important as their bones and their musculoskeletal system is developing and even beyond five years and for us as adults it's important to take a vitamin d supplement during the winter months so from october to april everybody males and females should be taking a vitamin d supplement um, from october to april of 10 micrograms a day and that's to make up for the pure lack of sunshine we have (laughs) in the uk so that's vitamin d um, and important to to mention that the supplement recommendations for that because um, it is a government guideline um, for all children to be to be supplemented if they meet that criteria and again a summary of this is included in the show notes for this podcast so please do head to that if you can't remember exactly how much to give and the next nutrient i want to talk to you about is omega-3 fats um and in nutrition we talk about um omega-3 fatty acids because that's the sort of the structure of how the fat is made up and we refer to these omega-3 fatty acids as essential fatty acids and what that means by calling them essential is that the body can't actually make these fats themselves so the only way we can get these essential fatty acids is through food or through through the diet um in terms of why these fatty acids are so important um they're important for everybody um all ge- all age groups um but for children in particular they are needed for every cell in the body and they have real kind of anti-inflammatory properties so particularly for adults they can help to reduce inflammation and um support ju- positive joint health and heart health but for children in particular they can really help with cognitive development um, and they play a major role in brain development and also the development of the the retina and the eye and there's been lots of studies done that link um, omega-3 fatty acids with improved mood and concentration and intellect and attention as well so they have a really useful role to play in the diet Um, And there's various different ways you can get omega-3 fatty acids um, in the diet. The best ways and the most useful form of omega-3 fatty acids um, can be found in oily fish. So things like salmon, sardines, herrings, mackerel, pilchards, trout, those are all examples of oily fish. And these oily fish contain omega-3 fatty acids in the form of DHA and EPA. And those two forms of the fatty acids are the ones that are considered to have the most health benefits. Um, So including oily fish a couple of times a week in your baby's diet, 
or once or twice in your baby's diet each week can be a really great way to increase their um, or to make sure they're getting enough of these important omega-3 fatty acids. It is important to say that with fish, particularly these oily fish, we don't want to include these more than twice a week for babies. Um, And that's because whilst they are very, very healthy and contain lots of really useful nutrients, um, including omega-3s for your baby, too much of this fish um, can increase the levels of pollutants and mercury as well. So we want to get that that balance between getting the benefits but not overdoing it. And that's why for babies, it's important to limit the oily fish intake to no more than twice a week. You can also get these omega-3 fatty acids from vegetarian sources. So if you don't eat fish as a family or you can't get your baby to eat fish, um, there are some vegetarian sources of omega-3 fatty acids we can get through the diet. And that includes from things like walnuts or walnut oil, um, ground flax seeds, other types of oil as well. So things like rapeseed oil, hemp seed oil, chia seeds as well have a, a good source of the... ALA, the alpha-linoleic fatty acid, um, which is converted then in the body to the the health-improving EPA and DHA. The problem is that that conversion pathway in the body isn't particularly efficient. So we find that we have to eat a lot more of the the vegetarian sources of omega-3 fats in order to have the same health benefits. Um, omega-3 fatty acids can also be passed through breast milk so if um, mum is breastfeeding then including oily fish in mum's diet once or twice a week again no more than twice a week Um, or to take an omega-3 supplement as well can be a good way to boost the omega-3 content of the milk supply um, if you are breastfeeding. It is also possible to find omega-3 supplements that you can give babies from six months onwards. The important thing is just to look for a supplement that is appropriate for babies of the right age. Some supplements won't be suitable until um, children are a bit older, um, so sort of from two years plus. There are a few that um, will be suitable, so it's just a case of checking the labels or asking the pharmacist um, if they, they do have one that is suitable for younger babies, if that's what you're looking for. But the best and the most effective way to get omega-3 fatty acids is through the diet itself rather than through supplements, if possible. I also want to mention energy. Um, So, so far we've talked about kind of key nutrients or specific vitamins or minerals, um, but actually energy is really important for your babies at this period of their life as well. Um, And actually, whilst they're weaning, babies will go through a very rapid period of growth and they will need more calories per kilogram of body weight than at any other time in their life. So we want to make sure that the foods that we are offering through the weaning diet are going to be able to support those um, growth needs and to support their energy requirements as well. 
Um, now fats are a really good way to help meet your baby's energy requirements and I've already talked about one type of fat the omega-3 fatty acids which will provide plenty of energy um, and you know for adults we often talk about a low fat diet and keeping kind of saturated fats low and making sure that we're not getting too much fat in our diet but for babies and children under the age of two years it's really important that actually we avoid low fat or light or diet products because they need that extra energy so when it comes to something like milk you'll always hear the advice that children under the age of two should have whole milk the blue top milk um whole fat yogurts um full fat cheeses that sort of thing and that's because they do need the extra calories generally um for that to support their growth so of course all foods contain energy um but some contain more energy than others um and so some examples of it more energy dense foods that you might like to start thinking about including for your baby would be things like avocado um it's you know great it's got those bitter flavors um it's a really good one to expose your baby to it's a great finger food it's nice and soft ready ready to eat it's like a ready-made meal for your little one um and it also has got some really great fats in there so a good amount of energy um nut butters as well um so things like peanut butter or cashew nut butter or hazelnut butter all of those nut butters as long as they're smooth can be a great thing to add on top of porridges or spread onto toast as a finger food or for dipping finger foods into or just adding a spoonful into your dishes for your baby um it's absolutely fine to cook with oils as well for your baby so something like an olive oil or a rapeseed oil or a walnut oil to get some of those omega-3 fats in there that we've talked about all of these things are fine for your baby to be having and a really good way to boost their energy content if we keep them just on fruits and vegetables for a really long time whilst that's got lots of vitamins and minerals they generally will lack the energy that they're going to need um so that's why the combination of foods making sure we're getting some vegetables but also some protein foods and also some energy dense foods in there is a really good way to make sure your baby's weaning diet is well balanced um so you can also use butter as well um i would tend to prefer to go for an unsalted butter so we can keep the salt content of your baby's food down but butter is an absolutely acceptable food to add to dishes for your baby the same with cream or um full fat yogurt greek yogurt um those kind of foods have a higher energy content um and can really help to boost and support uh, your baby's energy intakes as they go through this period of rapid growth so energy is a, is a good one to focus on as well as the some of those other nutrients we've talked about <coughs> And finally, I didn't want to finish this episode without talking about one more mineral, which I think is is worth a mention, and that's zinc. Um, I could probably talk to you about all of the vitamins and minerals that there are, uh, but it would be a very long episode and probably slightly boring and overwhelming. So I've, I've picked out the key ones, but I think zinc is an important one to mention because we don't talk about zinc very often. Um, and just like with iron, your baby's zinc requirements increase from six months. So it's a good one to be thinking about around the time of weaning. And similar to iron, zinc really supports your baby's physical growth and development. Um, and because we know they are going 
through this very rapid period of growth. That's why the zinc requirements increase. Now, the great thing about zinc is that um, it is found in very similar food products um, as iron. Um, so if you're taking care of the iron rich foods, the chances are you will also be taking care of zinc rich foods. And zinc is found in animal products such as meat, fish, seafood, as well as whole grain foods. So oats, brown or wholemeal bread, whole grain breakfast cereals, nuts and seeds, um, lentils, chickpeas, pulses, and some dried fruits as well. So there is quite a lot of overlap there between the iron rich foods and the zinc rich, rich foods. Once again, in the show notes for this episode, there is a list of those I'm uh, sorry, those zinc rich foods and how much those foods provide. So you can easily see how much your baby will be getting from each one. Um, there, we don't have to put so much emphasis on these foods because, like I say, there is overlap between iron and zinc. But it's important to understand this is also a useful mineral that can support your baby's um, full growth potential. Yeah. And so hopefully what we have concluded from going through these key nutrients is that actually a really varied and balanced diet is a fantastic approach for weaning, um, for making sure that your baby is getting enough energy, but also making sure that they're getting enough vitamins and minerals as well. Um, So variety really is the key and making sure that you're introducing a good variety of foods to your baby early on. Um, so thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Um, I hope you have found it useful. As I say, I can't emphasize enough, particularly for this episode, how useful the show notes will be. Um, so perhaps you can print off that download and keep it as a handout, as a, as a little reminder to you of what all those kind of facts and figures and recommendations are. But I hope you have found this useful. Um, and please do join me for our next episode of the podcast, where we will be talking all about what to do if your baby is reluctant to eat foods during weaning. Um, A very common question and something that I'm sure all parents who go through weaning will have concerns about at some point. Um, So please do join me for the next episode and I will look forward to seeing you there.